we live we live baby we lit what it do let's go baby (laughs) (laughs) hey yo to do y'all who man this has been so first off hello welcome <laughs> episode 22 episode deuce deuce how y'all doing we we out here figuring out we in these podcast streets like we like into the thick of it into the thick of it <laughs> shit <laughs> shit Okay. Like real <laughs> shit. So we out here figuring out all kind of shit. But we had to make sure, like, this shit had to be perfect because we got my guy, like, literally one of my favorite people on this entire planet, in the building today. Who your Tonight, guy? Who today. your guy? Man. Who your guy? Y'all want to know? Y'all should know. Tell them. Let them know. know. If you ain't heard, you about to hear. Mine about to be blown. We are so excited to have you thank you so much we got my guy dante in the building mr hybrid lifestyle is with us hey <laughs> y'all y'all yeah. are not ready for this shit i'm so excited <laughs> i'm glad to be here man let's do it bum, bum, bum. we're here for it I'm let's so do it let's out here i'm so excited but thank you so much again for joining us like i'm so excited to give you your flowers i'm so excited for everybody to hear you and hop on this hybrid lifestyle train because this like literally this is where y'all need to be already like, i'm looking forward to it that's love man, man. yes that's love man so, let's do so it much. let's do it well, you know, you know how we get how we get down here, how we get started. We we always got to start with our guests with a little icebreaker. Um, okay. So we got some some this or that's for you. Just kind of honest. Keep it real. Yeah. Keep it raw. We let's have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Listen, I told you this is one of my favorite parts of the show. I look forward to this. I've been thinking about this all week. I don't know the questions, but I'm ready for the rapid fire energy. I love it. Let's go. Hell yeah! All right. Breakfast or dinner? <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> Breakfast for sure. That's an easy one. Breakfast. Okay. Are you a texter or a FaceTime kind of guy? Text. Text. Um, because I got to accumulate my thoughts, man. I'm busy. He said, I'm booked and busy, baby, okay? Send me that text. Don't send me a voice note. Don't. Mm-mm. I ain't got time no. for it. I'll get no. to you when I get to you. All right. Facts. Spotify or Apple Music? Um, Apple Music when it comes to just playlists, but when it comes to podcasts, I told you earlier that y'all got me on this uh, Spotify. I come over to Spotify for y'all, so um, Apple Music is where I get my music from, but um, Spotify, come check y'all out. Hey. We're going to come convert you. Come on. Come on over to the green side. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but you, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know y'all got good playlists over here, man. Yes, yes. Hey, Shatori is the playlist queen. If you need something, she got you. I, literally, any kind of mood, vibe, it's already made. Just, like, tell me what you feeling, and I got it for you. Like, you be like, damn, uh, sis, okay. You know what? We, I might have to convert, man, but... As of right now, um, Apple Music, but um, I might have to uh, convert over to Spotify. Um, I think we're gonna save. For show. We gonna save the um, the surprise for the end, but I think we might convert you sooner than later. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll save that for later. Right now, when we're talking football here, do you prefer the NFL <laughs> or the NCAA? Double A. <laughs> Double A. <laughs> um, I would probably say I love football. Football is my sport. That's what I play. That's what my heart, my 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 passion is. But I'll probably say NFL just because of the storyline. You know what I mean? I watch all the um, sports casting shows all throughout the day, and um, they keep me interested. So I'll probably say um, NFL. Absolutely. Upper or lower body? Um, I'm a hybrid, so I would probably my, my real answer is both. Um, but if we just talking to specific, if I gotta pick one, I'll probably pick upper body uh, for aesthetics. But uh, we ain't got no chicken legs over here. Say it louder for the people yeah. in the back. Ain't no chicken legs over here. We get to it, man. We are, you got to do both, man. It's Don't neglect easy. the bottoms, you okay? Can't, you can't, man. You got to do both. That's just come from an athletic mentality, but. Um, you gotta get them curls in, man. Come on, now. <laughs> curls. Curls for the girls. Quit playing with them. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay, now if you had to work out in under certain conditions, would you rather not have AC or not have music? Now, our gym, I call it the hog pen specifically for this reason. We turn the AC off, um, and we just work out, and it's a warehouse. You know what I mean? So. Um, it's kind of hard to get the the AC going 100. percent You know what I mean in the Houston heat. Um, so we cut the AC off and it'd be hot as hell in here all the time. Um, so I'll probably be able to uh, bear that. Um, so music for sure. I can't deal without my Nipsey Hustle without a, in my workout. So um, y'all can keep the AC. I'm gonna be banging Nip throughout my workout. Hey, all right, Pete. Yeah, and today is birthday too, man. Shout out to Nip, man. Man, the marathon continues. Amen, amen. All right, AM or PM workout? For me, I'm an early bird, man. I um, my alarm go off every day, about four to five times a week at about three thirty AM, man. So um, early bird for me. Early bird gets a worm. Man says, "Fuck you." Dante. Listen, you know what? Let's talk about it. All right, me and G. We're going to talk about it because every time I ask people ask me this, what time you get up and all that stuff. And this is the reason why, though. I struggle with working out after work, man. You know what I mean? It's hard for me to because I ask you, how much time are you really getting extra of sleep? If you think about the traffic after work, if you think about how much time it takes for you to get prepared, driving home, getting your workout in, taking your pre-workout in, waiting for that to kick in. You might as well just wake up and get it done. Period. Tell us. <laughs> Tell us. Uh-uh. Tell us. 
I'm gonna take my ten minutes of extra sleep. Exactly. I, I, I can't with her. I can't. I, I used to be getting it in the morning, but I just, I don't know. Sleep is just. Dante, they give old. me so much. They give me so much shit because they be like, Shatori, by the time I wake up, you know, I already worked out and took your gym yeah. selfie for the day, and I'm like, yeah, because I'm, I'm I yeah. want it to be done and be over exactly. with. Exactly. And like I say, it's almost like you having a whole extra day after your morning workout. You know what I mean? Because then you ain't got to think about what you got to do after work. The after work is yours. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, G, we're going to have to get you back on the AM train, man. Get your day back. She can she can do it. Because I, <laughs> I already put her on a bedtime schedule. Because I'd be like, hey, sis, I got to go to bed at 10 o'clock. So after 10 o'clock, I don't answer my phone. She just talks to herself until the morning. See? See? <laughs> hey. The, the AM workout will okay. <laughs> work force you to go to sleep. You feel me? So, yeah, you want to get on a bedtime schedule, get up, uh, set your alarm early. Um, it'll force you to go to sleep. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> she said, mm. <laughs> she I'm going to put that, I'm going to put it on the shelf for right now. <laughs> she said, I'm going to support y'all in my room. As long as you get it in, though. long as you well, get it in, we ain't tripping. At the, the thing is, though, since y'all, like, since I'm behind y'all in time, it, it don't really matter. So y'all do y'all thing. That's true. That's <laughs> she true. said it don't do affect my thing. time zone. <laughs> it don't. That's true. So That's y'all, true. I'm, I will root for you while I brush my teeth. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just what it is, man. And that's, for right now, that's just what it's going to be. But let's, let's, let's get into you. Let's get into hybrid lifestyle, like. I'm I'm so excited for the people to to hear you. You have like I'm so excited. Like the time is yours. So tell me a little bit or tell us like what is hybrid lifestyle? Like where did that inspiration come from? You know, it was interesting um because it wasn't initially a a strategic move. You know, what I mean it wasn't like, hey, I'll just say, hey, I'm gonna start this fitness business we're gonna name a hybrid lifestyle it um it honestly just came from me just wanting to fix my own problems you know what i mean and it was um i was after football i got done and i was just trying to figure out like yo i can't consistently work out you know what i mean like i should be the athlete like what's going on i can't work out consistently so um i figured out that there was a gap between the people who work out consistently and the ones who don't because everybody try to work out that's not the problem the problem is what what there's there's a small small little details between what keeps people staying consistently and what don't um and i just became obsessed with finding the answers to that and then i became even more obsessed with um telling people about it so that's kind of how it was um developed so tell us how long so how long how long has your business been how long has this been going on because you were in omaha Right. Yep. Shout out to Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, fall too. <laughs> and then you took your talents down to Houston. So just yep. kinda, um, take us through how it's been like developing your business in like the fitness industry. You know what? That's a good question because um, with it not being like a strategic plan initially, the timeline um, started kind of like BC. You feel me? So um, when I when I first got done um playing football this was around 2013 after i was i was already a division one strength and conditioning coach and so i was already in the um movement space so to say but um for anybody who don't know strength and conditioning working with high level athletes and general population um is two totally 
sectors of fitness. You know what I mean? Like they literally don't even mesh. So, and that's all I knew, you know what I mean? So growing up, I was always an outside kid. I'm from the neighborhood, you know what I mean? So I'm always outside, we play football, basketball, um, running, jumping, doing monkey bars, riding our bicycles across the city, you feel me? So I didn't know at the time that I had an interest in movement, but I did, you know what I mean? So that had already already sparked me, but the passion came from getting cut and wanting to, you know, be better in sports, you know what I mean? And then once I got done playing sports and stuff like that, it was hard for me to stay consistent in 2013 once I quit, but I didn't know that my identity was attached to being an athlete. So it was hard for me to say, you know what? I don't need, I'm not trying to go to the league no more. You know what I mean? So once I say, you know what? You got to take this mentality um, and keep it consistent throughout the rest of your life. Um, that's where it started. So in 2013, that's when I really started to find the answers. And then after that, um, I came down to Houston in 2015, and that's when it kind of started in 2015 when um, after I kind of had that epiphany of saying, you know what, I want to take all the principles that I learned with myself in my fitness, in my athletic journey and apply it to people who they call general population or average people. But in my mind, I'm like, I ain't nothing average about these people. Just because they don't have a jersey on, that don't make them average. You know what I mean? So um, me going through, I say all of that to say, me going through all of that stuff, kind of BC hybrid, kind of made me have a little bit more chip on my shoulder to prove um, to the almost to the athletic industry like yo y'all got these people fucked up you know what I mean like these people go through a lot um, and these people are more than capable of having um, the, the the same energy and the same passion behind coaching um, that that they that we do with our athletes and remember this is 2013 this is kind of pre Instagram you know what I mean so this ain't really did now this is 2021 so you know what i mean so now it's, it's a lot different like, now yeah, it's yeah. a lot different now but at that time um none of this was there you know what i mean so it was kind of hard for for when i was telling them about this um i got a kind of a lot of side eyes and i think that kind of put a um a, a battery in my back to kind of really really tap to the tap into the people because there's a lot of people who have played a sport at one time but don't play no more you know what i mean but they was really having a hard time connecting with the fitness industry because it was always kind of just body weight stuff or you know what I mean or CrossFit was big so they really couldn't find a niche in the fitness industry and that was me I mean I was like yo where I figure out what so I just say you know what I come I just can't kind of keep myself connected to the sports performance aspect but not like train 100% like an athlete because you know I ain't trying to run a 40 no time soon but just keep the principles the same you know what I mean? <laughs> but but keeping the principles the same and um I think a lot of people was able to resonate with that and, and um I think that's kind of how how we got to here now that's dope, though. I ain't gonna lie to you. When she told me who you were and it was, like, hybrid, I was like, did this nigga watch Vampire Diaries? Like, what's going on? Where did this <laughs> thing come from? <laughs> she was like, I don't think he didn't watch that. That's it. No, I, I never heard of that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> Listen, it's yeah. fine. No, but, no, but yeah. that's that's dope, though. Um, So, obviously, with you being an athlete, you know, and navigating the fitness industry... You are a black man at the end of the day. And yep. what kind of challenges do you think you faced in the fitness industry? Or, like, what are the current challenges being a black business owner in the fitness industry, you think? Um, I don't know if I have experience specific just being a black male. Um, I think... Okay, I'll take that back. Yes, I have. I'm, and I'm... Okay, we're going to keep it 100 in here, all right? Oh, we wait, have hold, a problem. Yeah, so I like being on this because we can keep it keep it a beam. So 
um, a lot of our, and specifically in the fitness industry, um, is really attached to aesthetics, you know what I mean? And there's really no middle ground. So either you're 300 pounds or you're Olympic bodybuilding athlete, you know what I mean? And there's really no middle ground um, with uh, with aesthetics or with um, or just with just getting people in here. So what I've learned is if these people don't have aspirations on being elite or if they're not super morbidly obese, they don't feel like they fit nowhere, you know what I mean? So. Uh, one of my biggest struggles was just trying to get a lot of um, people to connect with the, the fitness industry movement um, without telling them, bro, you got to have a six pack looking like a god. You know what I mean? And the way to do that was through was through sports. You know what I mean? And teaching them like, yo, you want to go hoop on a weekend? You know what I mean? Or you want to be able to feel good in your shirt when you're going to whoop whoop you know what I mean? And people was able to connect more of the sports aspect of it, not just from the aesthetic of it, but from a movement perspective. Like, yo, I did I did the ladder before. I did the hurdles before. You know what I mean? I did these movements before, um, and specifically with the black males, because like I said, they we want to hoop. We want to play football. We want to play, um, you know what I mean? We just like to do recreational sports. And um, really trying to find that way to articulate that was a struggle at first, but now I think, um, um, it's going to be a disruptor in the fitness industry moving forward because there's a big sector of people who sitting at home because they don't feel like they belong if they're not in some kind of bodybuilding um, competition. Um, they don't really know where to go. And um, I think what we got now is a perfect place to kind of get them moving. Um, and then sprinkle in the aesthetics and stuff in there. But the biggest thing is trying to connect and have them resonate to something that they're familiar with. Yep, I remember like the first time like we had a conversation, like I sent it, you know, I sent over my little, uh, I'm interested, little, you know, the thing you send in with your name, your number, your email, blah, blah, blah. And you was like, yo, Mia G, let me know when we can talk. And that was like the first thing it was like you said, like we talked about like, oh yeah, you want to do this and this, but like you really like made me dive deeper and like try to connect yes. it to what I used to do, like sports wise. Yes. Like, you really were the bridge for me finishing playing, like, college ball, like, getting into being average. I mean, it ain't average. We ain't, you know, but right. getting into that, that, that other side of what yeah. fitness is. So, Absolutely. like, literally, that was, like, woven into your um, your program, like, from the jump. Yeah. Like, before I Absolutely. even gave you one coin, you were already, <laughs> like, switching gears. <laughs> and then and I was you like, know. Just take the coins. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, a lot of people like you, Mia. And the reason why this stuff resonates because I didn't create it, I lived it. You know what I mean? So I literally had those same identity kind of crisis where it's like, yo, oh shit, I'm not an athlete no more. Why do I need to go work out? You know what I mean? Like consistently, what am I working out for? What does it look like? Who's going to teach me? All these coaches seem like they want to either be figure bodybuilders or they just want to just do body weight squats neither one resonate with me so where do i fit at in that and then i didn't recognize that was the deep side of it but i didn't recognize i had to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper to really figure out okay bro you're not okay you know what i mean like something is going on here bro but the hard part is with athletes specifically or ex-athletes in general they always got this facade of everything is going to be okay and for the most part they're functionally 
capable. You know what I mean? Like they able to go to work, they able to communicate, but there's a part of them missing on the inside that the sport was always able to give them. And when that's taken away, um, there's a void. Um, and I recognize that with myself. And I think I recognize that it don't even necessarily have to be with athletes, but I connect that. That was a connection and a kind of epiphany I had with my athletes. And then when you start to talk to people in general, you start to recognize like, okay, this is a, this is a cross cultural, cross sex, cross um, age thing. Something is going on here. And um, I think, getting back connected to movement um it's not even just a physical thing but it's kind of a spiritual awakening um journey that people go on to and don't even really know it yeah and with like even like if you're not an athlete i think everybody you know if they didn't play sports they kind of reach that that point you know of their life where it's like man i can't just drink all night and wake up the next morning and go yes go do something <laughs> so there it, there's a different um there's a different level that everybody reaches athlete or not there's a yes. whole new like potential for us to get absolutely so how would you say like we how would we unlock our full potential um or what steps would you take to to getting to unlocking your full potential that's a good question i i, I think to be honest and not get like all philosophical, I like to be practical, but to be able to lock, unlock your full potential is to realize that you will never reach it. It's a it's a quest, not a not a attainment thing. You know what I mean? So and I think people really struggle with full potential because they thinking that it's a tangible thing, you know what I mean? And one thing about fitness and that y'all know specifically, there ain't it's it's forever, you know what I mean? It's 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 not finite, it's infinite, you know what I mean? And a lot of times when we make our our when we make our goals and stuff, goals are good because it keeps us motivated. You know what I mean? But we also need to have a mission. You know what I mean? And the missions are infinite. Um, and and when you realize that that your potential is locked to a mission and not a goal, I think that's when the true potential um, really starts. So that's first. But but to even get that going though, and that's what I do with you and everybody else who come through our program. It's like okay, listen, I can give you the plan. I can tell you what to do. But like, why are you here? And we got to be specifically clear on where the hell we want to go with this thing. Because if because it, it's a GPS system, you got to put A and B in before you even start going. You know what I mean? And then we can make adjustments on the road. But we need the more clear we are and the more we able to sit down and, and, and be honest. But I do understand there's not a lot of spaces to do that. It's a lot of vulnerability that comes with that. You feel me? And I get it. And so I, I, I don't take that lightly especially being in a culture perspective you get a lot of people in a vulnerable state they don't come to you when everything's good you know what i mean not almost 100 percent of people come to you when shit is fucked up and you realize you got kind of the power and a little bit of authority to you know manipulate them in a good way or a bad way manipulate it kind of sound like a bad word but it's a good word you can kind of manipulate them to actually believe in their fucking self you know what i mean and, or you can manipulate them to, to you know so you can take the power but having that having that um as far as the potential is going you can't you can't go to 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 step b without being clear on um where you want to go you know and my thing with me is when it comes to potential, you got to say it, not me. So I don't tell you what you want. You know what I mean? We just talk about what you tell me what you want. And then we come up with an actual plan on 
are you sure? Because this is what it's going to take. Because everybody wants a Lamborghini yeah, until we tell you how much the maintenance <laughs> is and how much it costs to get a tire. You know what I mean? And then we can kind of adjust it to more of a realistic um, approach. So, yeah, so I, I think that's the biggest thing. But it takes a certain level of humility and vulnerability to be able to tap into clarity that a lot of people right now don't want to do because you might look small. You might look stupid. You might not know. And... Um, a lot of people don't really want to go open that closet. And I understand, but you will never be able to reach your true potential if you don't. It's a it's a journey for sure. I know he over here just dropping Man. facts, Jim. <laughs> just like, drop the mic at any time. Like But no, I agree with you. I do think like it does take a lot of vulnerability and like accountability too, I think. Because Absolutely. even like on my journey I think the biggest things was like that fear of judgment and like, you know, like going into the weight room. Like once I got out of my head, that shit was liberating as fuck. Now you can't tell me shit. I'm taking up half the damn space. I'm like <laughs> and I don't care if you can lift more than me. Move. Yeah. I was here. Like but two years ago you couldn't tell me to do that. I'd be like, nah, sis, I'm gonna take my little my little free weights and go to the back. <laughs> Like, so it's it's a journey, a hundred percent. Like, and you know what? And and that part. So I I've worked with literally over hundreds, if not thousands, of people at this at this point. And the two things that keeps people stuck in the fitness specifically, but life in general, is two things. Number one, they fear judgment, and number two, um, they feel inadequate. So they feel like number one, judgment is like, yo. Y'all gonna, I ain't trying to be on World Star. Y'all gonna embarrass me. You know what I mean? Everybody's gonna be looking at me. And I'm telling them, like, bro, listen, maybe, maybe they will. But once you overcome, like, motherfucker, I'm in here. So what the fuck is there to judge? You know what I mean? So, so that's the thing. So that's, so I really tried to create an environment um, that allows people to grow. You know what I mean? And in order to do that, you can't be judging people if you want them to, to grow. You know what I mean? So um, that's the number one thing. And then as far as the, um, the, the inadequacy, people will message me like, bro, I would come, but you gonna kill me, bro. I would come, but so they don't, a lot of people don't feel like they're actually capable enough. But what I've learned is most people are horrible in detecting how good they actually are. Either they super inflate their potential and they come in, hey, I'm motherfucker, I'm gonna kill it. And then they be done in a warm up or they come in here. <laughs> Man, that's facts. And that's facts. Or they come in here with feeling like they can't do absolutely nothing and kind of surprise themselves on what they actually can do. Um, and that kind of t- ties back into the potential. Goal of, the goal is to figure out not what you think you can do, but what you actually can do. And that comes from um, just being in here and chasing it. You know what I mean? So, yep. Absolutely. So, like, people, like you said, like, the two things that keep people from actually reaching their full potential, what is it that you do to help like when people have a setback when people fail you know if they go into the they go into your workouts they go into the hoggy and you know they're positive throughout but they just can't they just not there yet they just can't lift that weight they just can't keep up they get tired you know and can't finish what is it that you say to them and what do you help them with so that they can like grow from the setback that's a great question and um i would they tell me that this is why they love it in here and what help what i do is i always try to keep them in perspective because i'm like y'all listen to keep up with who you know what i mean like who are you trying to keep up with them 
pool. Are you trying to keep up with them? That's the wrong approach. Keep up with yourself. Okay. Cause, cause if they looking like they can keep up, I can turn this shit up for them right now. They look just like you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so the goal is to not compare your if you got tens and they got ten. Yeah, you know I mean, like no, but you can you got tens, but they should have forties. You know what I mean? So, so, so the thing is to always keep your things in perspective and not to compare yourself to other people, but also have it um, challenging enough where. Um, the other people aren't on your level as far as you doing the same thing as them. Cause I don't think really a lot of people ain't really on the same level. I think the workouts need to be um, consistent to make it fit your own level. So one of our um, sayings in here is called find your own fit. So when somebody don't feel like they can keep up, it's like, yo, keep up with who find your own fit. And if the person over here looking like they better than you, then that's probably, maybe they are what you should be able to celebrate or we can we got to turn it up on them so they can feel the same kind of fatigue so that's the biggest thing that i help people do is to keep perspective and to not compare um themselves to other people because um that's the quickest way to self-destructing the self-destruction um in fitness is to be comparing yourself and to not keep perspective on what you in here for and um both of those come into just self-improvement um overall so yeah just keeping perspective talk about it comparison yeah. is literally like the devil it really yeah. is. Literally. I, I think that's what's, like, killing a lot of people. Because, I mean, yeah. you got to think, most of the fitness industry is, like, you know, advertised us as, like, these fit, predominantly white people, you know, like, in shape and stuff like that. So, anytime you see somebody else that's not in that description, you like, oh, shit, shawty kind of thick, but she leading class? Okay. Like, I, it's a different... I don't know. I think we just got to get out of the mindset that, like, fitness is a one type of, like, body level, like, all yeah. that. Like, it just needs to be what you can do for that day. Like, because, I mean, even being in the gym as much as I am, sometimes there's days where, like, I lift and I'm like, that shit ain't hit how it's supposed to hit. But, you know, I gave all I could give today. You yeah. know, you give yourself grace and you kind of move on from it. But there's some people that kind of get stuck. Like, if they have a shitty workout, yeah. and they, like, let it deter them, like, from yeah. showing back up. So, what would you say to somebody that's, like, feeling like they're kind of, like, either, like, at a plateau, or they might just be, like, a little too hard on themselves Yeah. in their workouts? Um, I would probably just um, ask them a couple of things. Um, one, I would ask them, maybe, because the answer might be yes. Maybe you... Um, are hitting a plateau but this is how i always just look at plateaus what's number one i'm always asking what's some of the biggest stressors that's going on in your life outside the gym because that has a direct effect on how you even you even if you're doing your best you you doing the best that you can not the best that you can without the extra stresses that's going on in your life and it ain't to be like turning this into no therapy session nothing like that but just to be able to have you realize like yo I'm stressed as fuck at work, you know what I mean? Um, or, you know, just X, Y, and Z ain't going on. That can be causing your plateau, you know what I mean? So that's number one. Number two is um, what's the intensity levels in your workout? Because a lot of t it's a difference between um, working out and training, you know what I mean? Or working out for health and working out for a specific goal, you know? Um, because a lot of times when people come in and you just busting a sweat, that's good for your heart health. But that is not gonna help you build no muscle and burn no fat. You know what I mean? So talk um, about it. Yeah. So it, so it helps. You got to be able to understand the thing. And then the other, the last thing I do is um I ask them who you working out with, um because the, that's a big um, indicator 
on um, helping you. Even if you don't feel like it, if you're around the right people, around the right energy, it's something as long as that's just tribal creatures and we just like to be around good energy. It just brings out a side of us that um, we couldn't get to on our own. And that's what I always tell people that my goal is to help you reach a level that you can't get to on your own. Um, Cause we can be good by ourselves, but we can only reach greatness and reach um, elite status with um, elite company. So um, those would be kind of the little things that I go through to help people um overcome that plateau but you know it's not necessarily exclusive it can be all three it can be one of the three it can be two of the three but really kind of going down a specific checklist um i think you people will be able to find the right answer in there most of the time talk to us talk to us about your community there's one thing if there's one thing i love i know the pandemic hit and it kind of messed stuff up for a little bit but yeah. yo people I love I have never met any of those people but when like yeah. I see like I'd be like what up Wheezy um, <laughs> oh man I can't think of his name but I always Mike. ask about him Mike Mike, Mike. yeah Mike <laughs> like, Diesel yeah. Yeah, yeah the doctor uh, the, the doc the yeah doctor yeah doc Yo, she I have to show you Shatori like her like where she started and like how she is now when he be like posting like videos of class yeah I'm, Deborah Woods yep yeah. <laughs> yeah. doctor doctor Deborah shout out to yeah. the black queen Deb. hey we like, love our black queens Deb, Met, yeah like, she she but she's uh she's um, a perfect example of the true the true trajectory because when she first came in here she could barely do nothing she we she her she had a lot of injuries she never really worked out before like that um and you know we had to make a lot of modifications but her attitude was always what i looked for and she didn't complain and i can work with that you know what i mean and she had a baseline level uh, because we can't turn this into a tutorial class you know what i mean like you got to have at least a little bit of baseline and the reason why i say that because i think it's important for the fitness industry to be clear on who the classes is for they say this is for everybody i always tell people yo if they say it's for everybody don't you go to that damn class you know what i mean because it's it's, <laughs> it's impossible for a fitness class to be for everybody and i think it's a little bit misleading you know what i mean so um but she was able to fit into the principles and um yeah, her journey and, and her story is definitely something that um, we all can um, inspire us. But yeah, but yeah, you can ask a question. I mean, to go on that tangent, but no, um, I, uh, I, I get those messages about her a lot. But it's it's, it's pretty dope it's to see people to tapping see. with her. How how do you how did you create? How do you make sure that your environment in the hog pen is like that? Like, how do you? Because everybody, it seems like I don't know if they started with the same mindset, but like everybody is out there working like everybody in here yeah. working today yeah everybody in here working. <laughs> i'll be saying that <laughs> so how how did you create that environment um that's a great question man a, a, a couple of things and at this time it's kind of remember it's bc so it's not something that i was doing consciously it just kind of happened before um but initially it started from i wasn't a stellar athlete you know what i mean so i really didn't get a lot of attention from the coaches a lot of the attention came from the people who was the best athletes you know what i mean or who was the best even if i had the hardest work ethic i was the most coachable you could tell me to do anything i would listen i was always overlooked because of my performance and not my effort and that stuck with me as a coach because i'm just like yo listen you got to acknowledge the effort, not the performance, because you acknowledge in this person who's going 50 percent, but he can lift 100 pounds. But this person going 120 on it, but they can lift 40. Over time, 
you might want to give the energy and effort to the 120 because the projection shows if this person keeps it up, aka like Deborah Woods, this going to surpass this person who's just jogging it, who's just a freak of nature. You know what I mean? So that always stuck with me um, by the way the coaches treated me, even if I wasn't the best in there. So and that's kind of the the the, the um, energy. I kind of set that bar up early. I only acknowledge effort, not performance. So I don't just only talk to the people in here who's lifting the heaviest, running the fastest. I talk to people in here who's working the hardest. And I live by that. A lot of people say that, you know what I mean? But they would tell you the energy that I distribute is to the people who give to the people who do their best. That's number one. And then two, you have to make sure that you get rid of the people who don't believe in the thing that you believe in and create a culture that way. And you got to have um, abundance mindset because especially as trainers, we like, yo, we don't want to lose nobody. Cause that means there's no money where I'm gonna get this money from. I'm like, fuck that. If you don't, if in, in one of the time, one of the girls came in one day and we had some energy going on in here and I wasn't policing it the right way. And she told me like, Hey, listen, Don, if this was my, and this is one of our, our people who've been in here for a long time. And this is years ago when they stuck with me. And she said, yo, listen, if this was my first day, I probably wouldn't have never came back. Um, and that stuck with me because the energy wasn't right. You know, so I told myself, Dante, you have to be a professional energy setter in here, regardless of who's in here. It don't matter if it's your favorite person or, or somebody who you don't get along with. If the energy ain't right, it ain't personal, it ain't personal, but you got to get out of here. And I send people home. I fire people. You know what I mean? I I am not married to this um, fitness contract. If you don't abide by these rules, and it's not me being an asshole, it's me protecting this energy in the space. And and when they see that, and, and, and the people in there, and they see, okay, this dude ain't showing no favoritism because that was his homeboy or that was his homegirl. And he's locked the door and he told them they got it. They can't come back. Um, I think it kind of set the president, the precedent of what's to be expected from everybody, including myself, too. You know, what I, mean? I can't be holding people to a standard that I don't abide to by myself. So one, it was having those coaches overlook me and me busting my ass and not getting the getting the attention that I feel like I wanted and deserve. And I said, you know what? I got to give everybody the attention who is busting their ass. That's number one. And number two, um, setting the tone and making sure that everybody is aligned with the energy and not just the aesthetics of, of what we want people to look like in here, but more importantly, how we want people to act like in here. Um, and doing that over a year's period of time, you create a culture and the culture is contagious. And um, I think that's kind of how, um, what we lead with today more so than teaching you how to burn fat and stuff like that. And most important, I think we're missing that in the culture right now. Um, specifically in the fitness, because they tell me like, yo, I went to this other gym, I went to do with you, and they all clicky, they be acting like this and this and that, and I got to be a part of a, a, a of a certain sub group in there, and I didn't like that, man. We in here, ain't no sub groups, we all in here. If somebody, you know what I mean? And naturally, we're going to have a little clickish a little bit, naturally, just how humans behave, but overall, I realized that we need that, and um, from my own experiences, it's something that... Um, that I, I mandated from myself first, but from the group secondly, um, that this is how it's going to be regardless. That's so dope. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just don't hear it all. That is literally, though, like how you want it to be. Yeah. Like when you walk into a space, you want to feel welcomed. You want to feel acknowledged for trying because it might be your first day. And you yeah. have people, you know, you, you know, your OGs who've been out here working since yeah. the beginning. But if you, if the coach, if your OGs, if everybody in that room was cheering for you, like you've been there the same yes. amount of time, 
that's what make me come yes, back. But if you got exactly. me in the corner and you don't say nothing to me when yes. I come in, you too busy talking to the people that you know all the time, then yes. I'm like, you it, don't, can, it can turn I don't people feel seen off. In that, yeah. I don't feel seen in that it space. It do. Absolutely. And, to, and so one thing that I do, and I'm saying this because hopefully, I don't know who listening to this, whether they're coaches, but the lifestyle part comes in, like take this shit and apply it to everything that you do. So one of the things that um, that I do is I make sure I know everybody's name and I make sure everybody else know each other's name and I acknowledge you by your name. I don't say blue shirt. I don't say, hey, girl. I don't say, yo. I say, yo. <laughs> Mia, Satori, you know I mean, I say your name and I might get it wrong and they correct me, but I always make sure I acknowledge. And whenever somebody walk in my door, I acknowledge them with enthusiasm because I'm literally happy for you to be here because there was a lot of times where I had nobody in this motherfucker. You know what I mean? So I just promised myself like, yo, listen, if one person show up, I'm going to treat the motherfuckers like it's LeBron James' son. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's been my attitude for everybody. And if if they're not worthy of getting treated like that, then I would turn them away because I know what I'm gonna bring to the table as far as my, what I'm bringing in. If they don't match me on that level, then um, then I'm not afraid of turning them away. But that's the biggest thing is making sure that you make people feel like they're not a number. You know what I mean? And sometimes in those big old um, group classes, a lot of people can get lost. Not even just physically, like damn, I've been doing it wrong this whole time, and this dude ain't know. But almost just like spiritually, like a connection. Like, now I don't really feel connected in here. You know what I mean? And what I always say is like, yo, listen, it's the difference between having a house and a home. You know what I mean, a house is where you go. A, house, a home is where you feel. You know what I'm saying? So I want people to have a gym home when they come in here. Like, yo, I feel like I belong here versus like this is where I go. You feel me? And um, I think a lot of gyms kind of drop the ball with that. Because they just about enrollment, and I get it. Because we trying to, we trying to get, we ain't, we trying to get our bread up. You know what I mean? But um, the number one thing needs to always be the people, and um, I try to lead with that with my actions. Yes. Let me just hop on the flight. Come on, Mia. I'm ready. Hey, we were supposed to do the Texas tour, so I'm let go. <laughs> so I you can kick my it. ass. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a smile. Don't worry. Already, get it in, man. Look, I cut on the inside, okay? Like a winner. (laughs) And you know, that's crazy that you said that because I'm I can say all of this stuff, but they gotta do it, right? And they they don't complain. You know what I mean? They are really down for whatever. And you can't and I give the credit to them. You know what I mean? Like you gotta come in here with a certain level of want, uh, a certain desire to want to get better. Because I always tell people, a coach is only as good as his athletes or his or his um, players or whatever. You can have the best fucking play or whatever, but if the players don't want to be there or the players ain't, you know what I mean, a part of the play, then um, we're gonna judge you based off of the outcome of your of your of your students. So I give a lot of credits to all my hires who come in here and stick with me because. Um, um, they, they make it for what it is because this shit can just be words and actions, but the people who actually come in here, um, they, they can attest to it. So it's a lot of it is them. A lot of it is them for sure. And that's a testament to your culture because you got people who literally show up every day, every, you know, however often they can show up and they just know that it's about putting in work. And yeah. they can take they can take that outside of the hoggy and apply that to yeah. everyday life. So you you are in you're impacting people in so many ways in ways 
that you may not even plan. I mean, obviously yeah. you plan because that's what the hybrid lifestyle is. Yeah, but that's sure. how you know that you're doing it right. If you, yeah. people who before, you know, like, I'm going to call her Dr. Deborah just because I love it. <laughs> like Dr. Dr. Deborah came in and, you know, it, it might have been, I'm speaking for her too. It might have been about something else. But now I, I need you all to see Dr. Deborah in action because if there's one person every time when you post, I'm like, yeah. every time yeah, yes. and you can just tell that she fucking in it, like 100 yeah, percent committed. Man. She is, and you know, her along with the other ones, you and know, they, I mean, everybody else, yeah, no, nah, for sure, yeah. not, not, not to just single out Deborah, of course, you know, <laughs> she, she's a beast, but um, like I said, they want to be here, and that's a that's um, you, it's hard to find. I, at my first when I first started fitness, like when it comes to athletes, most athletes come, you know, what I mean, because they motherfuckers trying to get to the league, so you don't really have to deal with participation you know what i mean but when i transitioned to general population it was hard to kind of or they come and they complain and that turned me way the fuck off because i'm like yo listen do what the what are you here for if you're going to complain or i don't deal with that you know what i mean so it it didn't give me a lot of hope to showcase what i could do because i was too busy um trying to convince you of something you know what i mean and, and, right. then and what i tell the people all the time is say yo i'm gonna work out about 8 30 9 o'clock so you're not working out for fucking me. You know what I mean? So if I got to tell you why the fuck you need to lose weight, then that's the problem on, on, this, on, 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 a, on a bigger level. Why the fuck am I convincing you of doing something that's going to benefit you? I get nothing out of you working out outside of you paying me. And that's not even like to say it on, I'm talking about on a literal level. You know what I mean? So I want people to take accountability for the outcomes. And I don't say it like that, right? So I, it ain't like me saying like, yo, you ain't, I don't care if you work out or not, but that's me keeping them in the proper perspective of like, yo, you're in here for you. You're not in here because I'm telling you to be in here. You're in here because you want to get better and you want to improve all the stuff that we talked about before. So we have a lot of subliminal conversations um, that we don't put their business out there, but like, but most of the time, I don't have to, I don't even have to have those conversations with them because they already know they already tapped into what they in there for. But, um, but speaking in general, when sometimes I go to other gyms and stuff and I see the trainer, um, really kind of like, um, negotiating with the athletes a lot. And I'm just like, bro, listen, no, nah, if they don't want to be here, then they don't want to be here. And there's nothing you could do about that. You know what I mean? So, um, you don't have to try to convince these people of doing what they want to do. We all adults here. And um, once you find people um, who are in here for the right reasons, I'm telling you, it, it, it changes your whole perspective on this fitness shit for real. You keep it 100. I mean, yeah. and it makes yeah. it makes a world of difference, I think, too, because and obviously, so I've visited me a couple of times and like. You know, she took me to spin class, got me through a spin workout. And, like, I was damn near, like, about to cry because the energy in that room was, like, infectious. Like, I yes. ain't never felt that in my life. And, like, so when you were talking about, you know, your culture and what you created for your community, like, I know exactly the feeling that you're talking yes. about. And it makes yes. a world of difference because, you know, if if somebody who's never been in there before feel like they home, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's priceless. Like and I'm gonna be like, get my credit card. You know what I'm saying? But like <laughs> if it's like five girls like staring me down, I'm like I already I'm already turned off. I already don't wanna yeah. be here. Like so yeah. I think you holding yourself accountable and being like, Hey, yeah, I could use your money, but like 
I also know it's gonna fuck up business. Like if you yeah. here, so it ain't worth it. More so, so than that one membership. And right. that's what the girl told me. Um and that's that was where my mind went. And I think once people are able because a lot of trainers they have a hard time with having their clients take accountability for themselves. You know what I mean? So you gotta kinda micromanage the the athletes. And I think that just that that creates a bad culture you know what i mean because if i turn my back and you and you ain't doing what you're supposed to do then everybody else can see it i don't you know what i mean then it just kind of throws people off versus i turn my back and regardless of if i'm in here or not you getting it in that's the kind of precedent i want to set so i i i never talked to them about like literally when i said that it was more figuratively saying like yo your money you know what i mean but it's more just like setting a precedent of like yo listen you have to have you are accountable for your own results in this shit. You know what I mean? And when people take full control of the outcome, good or bad, because the tra- most trainers they're gonna try to take the outcome, take the um, take the credit when they do good, but don't take the credit when the people do bad. And they like, yeah, I made them lose ten pounds. I made you know what I mean trying to boost themselves up. And it's good for marketing. You know what I mean? It's good, but I'll be honest with them. It might take a hit on my marketing, but I'll be honest with them. Say, yo, I don't help nobody. I help them help themselves. You know what I'm saying? And once you get people to truly help themselves, you get the fuck out the way and kind of facilitate it. Accountability, motivation, you know, all the stuff that we do as coaches. But I didn't make you do the fucking work. I didn't wake you up. You know what I mean? So I do way less than um, than I probably should get credit for. But the stuff we do get credit for is such a big thing that um, it's definitely warranted. It's not, it's not something that should be overlooked. But um, once you get into the space of telling people, yo, you helping your fucking self and teaching them how to fish instead of giving them a fish. I think um, that's when you truly see the true um, fulfillment of being on this side of the fitness industry. My guy, I'm like, <laughs> I, my heart is so happy right now. Man. My heart is so happy. Cause I'm literally, I'm so happy that you, the, the gems, the knowledge just, yeah. Everybody, everybody and a mama needs to listen to this. Like <laughs> this, and like this, it's not surprising. Like it's not surprising to me because we didn't have these talks all the time. Absolutely. But it's just every time I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, yes, yeah. yes. But it's so yeah. good though because it's like it's the real and raw that like people need to see and hear, but they don't always like everybody's not on your level, Dante, when it comes yeah. to like training and you know trying to help people like some people strictly in it for the money and some people strictly in it for the aesthetics but like you can feel your heart when you talk about this shit and that makes a world of difference i think and i think like we need more you out there you know like yes that's love that's love and you know what let me be honest like I'm in it for the bread too. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we we even to sit here and say you're doing it for fun. You know, no, no, like that, that's a big misconception <laughs> of, of good trainers is that they expect to be doing it for free or they expect. So my point is, like, when it comes to hybrid, it's like all yes. You know what I mean? Like you can be in because having a good heart to fuck up the business. You know what I mean? Like you would be in here having motherfuckers come for free, motherfuckers to do it. You know what I mean? So it's like. When, when I say that, I want I want other trainers to really look at it in, in this full totality of you can be a good person and get your bread. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to sacrifice your bread with with um, helping people reach their goals. You know what I mean? So, um, 
I always tell people that because sometimes you feel like you got to do either or and the fitness industry are really good at making you choose. And I'm trying to tell people like, bro, you can be a good people, good person and still make sure that you collect them payments when they do. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. We still need the monies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still know your worth. Like we we ain't doing this shit for free. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely, man. My guy. Uh, thank you. Like this, this is probably my favorite episode. It was so, it was so good. Uh, me and Mia well, just was over well. here just cheesing. Like, here to here, like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, like time, yes. You know, like when people, like when people, like say something real good or they sing real good, you just get that like stank face. Like I'm just like, mm, just yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, that's love, guy, man. Please. Please, please, please tell the people like where they can find you, like Instagram, website. Yes. Go ahead, plug yourself. Yes, um, <laughs> Hybrid Lifestyle, H Y B R I D Lifestyle on all platforms. Um, AhybridLifestyle.com where you can go um, and get all of the information. Um, go, go check out all of the apparel. We that's a whole another side we ain't get into, but we have to do that um, another time. Um, Energize your dopeness and dream out loud. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, Mia, we you know get, about we it. can get into it, I mean, right? <laughs> I mean, we, we said we said drop your shit, King. Come on. Now, but and the reason why I say that is because, and I'm a, I'm a, just a little humble brag a little bit. When I first I put the shirts out um, back in 2014, 15, um, and remember when when that was going on, that was like. It wasn't really, I'm not saying I'm the first by no means, but I'm just saying culturally, um, people was looking at me like, bro, you preaching. I had work on yourself on the shirt, mindset over everything on the shirt. It wasn't really a thing to have um, positive phrases on apparel. You know what I mean? It was more like the Santa Claus smoking, you know what I mean? Or Trapper Die, you know what I mean? Or outside of athletes. (laughs) Nike had the slogans, but um, so to see that to become a thing now was something that, something that really makes me happy is showing that we going in the right direction. But I really do think that people really need to start um, having reminders on, because we want to be fly. You know what I mean? Like that, we're going to be fresh, we're going to be fly, but we still need to be wearing empowering messages to remind us. Um, and even back in 2015, going all the way to now, wherever we go, people always um, can resonate with the messages. And um, that's something that people really need to start doing as far as in our cultures we need more messaging you know what i mean a lot of the messaging and the images that we see is a lot of negative reinforcement you know what i mean and um i don't think we need help with that i think the um the way the system is set up does a pretty good job of reminding us how bad we got it you know what i mean but um the 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 apparel was something that we attached back in 2014 15 um with uh inspiration from nip um back in 2015 and um like i say back when i first did it it was like motherfucker you preaching dude anybody trying to wear that shit man where the where the uh, uh the santa claus do? yeah i mean whatever i can't even remember exactly what it was so i'm like we doubling black back santa now claus, yeah 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 no yeah. So, <laughs> no yeah, back, yeah. but yeah but just to say that and my thing was I just wanted to I had a bunch of notes in my in my phone and I'm just like, yo, little sticky notes. So I just say it's like sticky notes on the shirt. You know what I'm saying? And um, people really need to start 
journaling and writing down and just really reminding themselves about the true potential that's already inside them. Because I always tell people, what you don't have to look for, you already got it. You know what I mean? But um, we got to be reminded of it. And platforms like this and, and other things just give people like myself opportunity to to, um, to remind people um, the dopeness that they already have. So, yeah, go buy some shirts, man. Go tap into the apparel. Um, y'all going to see me and G and some more stuff, man. And um, yes, we, we might have to get you on some bras, stuff, too. Yeah, everything. It's we dope, ready. man. It's high quality, to... too, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. My my shirts. I love my shirts. I got to. It's time for me to go. I need to crop a hoodie. That's that's oh, next on my go. list. Let that's me send you Ooh. Talk to me. <laughs> Let so, me yeah, get that so, work yeah. on yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. We got a lot of different campaigns, and all of the shirts are attached to a, to a message and a story, you know what I mean? So we're doing a better job now of rebranding um, a lot of the apparel from now, go doubling back, um, because, like I say, that was kind of overlooked back then just on a marketing standpoint on my end. So we're going to double back and relaunch a lot of stuff, but moving forward, um, we're going to be able to do it the right way and get people to really resonate with um, what we got going on. So and then those things is what you need to get you in the gym. You know what I mean? And then um, finding the communities like this is what you're going to need to keep you in the gym. And that's um, where we kind of bridge the gap and kind of being more of a disruptor in the fitness industry. Um, because you very, I always tell people we got to start doing a where are they now progress picture with a lot of these fitness brands because everybody posts their first progress picture and they be post but i'm like yo where are you at now nine months from now six uh, a year from now three years from now um and i take pride in that because our average hybrid stay with us the average of two years and the most um the average people who work out um work out for two weeks you know what i mean so we really got something different going on and um and people want to come back i don't make them come back so yeah that's just me talking my shit a little bit this humble hey. flex is brought to you by. Yes. <laughs> Talk your yes. shit. Flex on. Flex on. We here for it. Already. Yeah, but but hyperlifestyle.com, uh, a hyperlifestyle.com, um, hyperlifestyle on Instagram and Facebook, and I'm working on TikTok. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get, I got my young boys trying to put me on game with all this social, I sound like an old head, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm being more vocal on, um, social media platforms. So, um, be on the lookout for all of that. Yes. We love TikTok. We are yeah. here for it. Yes. Please, yeah, we'll be on please, there. please, please check out my guy. Like if there's a follow that you need to hit, that's the button. That's the one. Uh, that's the one. What you say on rush hour? Push the damn button. <laughs> <laughs> Let go. Yeah, for sure. Jamal Lee. Jamal. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Get closer. Love, man. <laughs> I literally just that movie like they had a marathon on of like all three of them like oh last weekend so I was I was just laughing by myself but anyway yes thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much again for joining us. We appreciate you. Yes. Like you. Yes. Such a all pleasure. Snaps, claps, yes. all of it. Yes. All Thank that, you. All that. Thank you for having yes. me and um, all, all love and success to y'all in the future, man. Hey. Thank you. My guy. My guy. Yeah. Make sure y'all find us um, at a little SNM. You can find me at Mia the G. Shatori, that G. It's for gangsta. Bitch! <laughs> violence <laughs> you can find me at finish wino on instagram 
That was real rough. Just that was, that, I mean, I had to. I flew back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Man, what a day. We'll holla at y'all later. Bye.